the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. It's 11 o'clock, four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here at Kurtz Auto, and that's on Bell Road and 23rd Avenue. So you're just east of the I-17, just north of Bell Road, and you could stop by. And we've got Eric and Jeff and Kurt and Mark helping you out. So if you have a question, there's somebody here that can talk to you about it. And if you want someone to hit your door panel real hard to see if your window works, we're happy to do that, too. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by IMM Auto Service. They've been fixing cars right and working on cars since 1972. So the question is, is why is IMM so special? Well, I'll tell you why. They work on cars that the rest of us don't want to work on. They specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So that includes the Volvos and Saabs and Fiat and Alfa Romeos. We have a Saab that has the motor in 180 degrees off it should be. We've got Fiats out there that have technology that was born in the 40s. We've got Alfa Romeos out there that leak oil like there's no tomorrow. So that's what IMM service is all about. But here's the good news. No matter if you've got a Chevy or Ford, a Chrysler, a Honda, Toyota in your garage, they can do that too. So they can actually provide full service to you. But if you have a Saab, a Fiat, Alfa Romeo, they do those really, really well. So that's IMM Auto Service, the northeast quadrant of Tempe. They're south of the 202, just west of the 101. We're going to take a couple calls real quick. Chris, you're up first. How can we help you? Uh, yes, sir. I, I emailed about you this question about a month ago, but I, I want a, another another opinion from you. I have more information. I have a, a 2003 uh, Toyota Sienna, and I, I punctured the flex pipe on the exhaust side of the catalytic converter, and then I had the code uh, P0430. I, I took it. To, I, I took it to an exhaust, an exhaust place, and they they um, welded in another flex pipe. Uh, reset the computer. The code came back on. I took it to a mechanic, and he said that it was definitely the catalytic converter. So, I I uh, cleaned my battery terminals, new air filter, cleaned the mass airflow sensor, cleaned the throttle body, uh, replaced the spark plugs, replaced the PCV valve, and now um, the the check engine line has been off for probably 100 miles. Do you think it's going to pass admissions at this point? Well, if the check engine light is off, then the answer is yes. It should okay. pass emissions. Um, if those, it, does, if those, it comes on between now and be, the time you go through Google emissions, something. then you know it isn't. Fixes that will usually fix it? Well, you have to deal with it one at a time. What you have to understand is, is the code doesn't tell you what's wrong with the car. So okay. it can have an O2 sensor code, but that doesn't say it, it needs an O2 sensor. Only 25% of the time at my shop do we put an O2 sensor in an O2 sensor code car. You'd be okay. surprised that vacuum leaks and uh, fuel filters that are plugged are really big problems 
that cause a lean and a rich condition that, that uh, make O2 sensors look bad when they're really not. So I don't know. You, you know, you have to do some diagnostics on your car in order to find out. You have to talk to the computer. You say, well, what do you see? And it says, sure. I see rich or I see lean. Or I'm not seeing a temperature on the front and the back on the catalytic converter that I want to see. So then you go in there and you find out why. Is the, cat conver- is the catalytic converter lighting or not? Does okay. the front temperature sender, is it working? And, and we put a temperature gun on it and we plug in our scanner and it says, well, the inside is 600. Oh, on the outside, the temperature is 600 on the outside, but the sender is only reporting 200. Oh, so it's one of those. It's a temperature sender that's defective. So okay. you, 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 those are cars that you can't fit all, fix over the radio, but, but you've probably spent more time and money than we would have charged you. We, I talk about our industry, charged you sure. to properly diagnose that. I went to, uh, I went to uh, like I said, a mechanic based on your recommendation, and I went to a real nice guy, uh, obviously very credible, and he said it was definitely the catalytic converter. And I asked him how he knew that, and he says by, by the, obviously, the, the more, the more uh, intricate computers that you guys have. Okay. What did he charge you? that stuff anyway. You know, I, needed to, I needed to replace the rear, the rear spark plugs anyway, and I was back there anyway, so I just did the, the PCB okay. valve. And, what, and what did he charge you for the diagnosis? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. It's just a real expensive fix on this car. All right. Okay, well, when, when you get a diagnosis and it costs you nothing, then that should tell you something, even if it's okay. one of my shops. It's just, um, I don't know what the conversation was like, but you got what you paid for. You got okay. an educated guess, perhaps on looking through the problem through your eyes. So if we're looking through the problem with your eyes and we don't charge anything, then we're going to use the information you give us to the best of our ability. Okay. So if you see green and it's really red, then obviously we're going to go in the wrong direction. But, um, Chris, it shouldn't be any problem. If you'll get through emissions, it'll give you another year or two to deal with this. And if it comes on, you deal with it. And if it doesn't, you want. Okay. All right. Good luck, Chris. Thank you very much. Mike, you're up. Can I help you? Uh, Yes. I have a 2010 VW Jetta. And I'm having some intermittent air conditioning issues. So in uh, weather like we have now, it works fine in post cool. But whenever it gets warm or it gets really cold, uh, it either doesn't blow cold air or it doesn't blow heat. Okay. I, I heard that it doesn't blow cold. What, from there? Uh, yes. So it's usually when it's really warm or when it's really cold. It doesn't blow either heat or cold. Okay. So are you telling me the fan motor's not working, so nothing's coming out of the vents, period? It's not the temperature of the air you're concerned about. It's the volume of the air? It's the temperature of the air. Okay. Okay. Well, what has to happen on your VW is, is first of all, we have to go in and verify that it's capable of cold. So there's a low-pressure switch and a high-pressure switch on the car that's going to shut it down. So we have to make sure the compressor's moving. We have to make sure the nose of the compressor's moving. We have to hook up our gauges to see that we've got the low side right and the high side right. Maybe we'll throw some water on the condenser to see if that knocks down the high side. Maybe we suck all the Freon out of it and find out that uh, you're supposed to have 30 ounces and you only have 18. So we put your 18 back in and then add another, what's that, 12 to it to get back to 30. Right. Those are the kinds of things that need to be done. Most shops are going to charge you for an air conditioning checkout and service under $100, depending on the amount of Freon you need. 
So okay. some of it can go more, some of it go. But here, let me give you the best advice I can. If I were you, I'd wait for another month. Not because it's going to save you any more money, but because when it gets, the temperature changes on a on a more solid basis. When, when we have, you know, five days hot in a row, it's going right. to be a lot easier to diagnose that car than when we have 50-degree nights and 70-degree days. Right. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I know right now it blows cold air, but when it gets warmer, it'll be blowing hot air. Yeah. And and it, that's going to be kind of easy to, to diagnose because we're going to just interface and, and check the continuity through the high-pressure and low-pressure switch. And if, if one of those switches is turning it off, which is likely the low-pressure side, then the compressor is not going to spin. You're going to have air, but you're not going to have cold air. And the low side almost always means you're just low on Freon. How long ago did you have Freon serviced on this car? Uh, I checked out the Freon uh, last year, and the Freon was fine. Okay. Um, I haven't checked it recently. Okay. How did you check it? Uh, with the uh, a standard, uh, the uh, 134 Freon had a temperature gauge on it. Okay. Yeah, it, it, the, uh, there really is no dipstick for refrigeration. Right. But... But we have new equipment now that where we suck out your refrigerant and we clean it. And like I said, you know, you have 18 ounces in it, and we know you have to have 30. So we add 12 more, and we put it back in, and now it starts to blow between 40 and 55 like it should all the time. So just servicing it and adding more Freon, we find lots of people that come in with 10 and 15 and 20 ounces over the amount the car holds. Right, and and then it's, it's easy at that point. We're just going to give you back thirty and keep ten, <laughs> and charge you with the service, unless you want to put those ten ounces in your pocket and carry them home. But um, that's probably what you need to do. Okay, alrighty, Mike. Thank you very much. We have one guest here in the studio with me right now. His name is Harry, and Harry calls sometimes, not always, but sometimes. And I can always remember his voice, and I remember two things about Harry. Harry is a good listener and a good talker, but he's also a fireman. Is that right? Retired firefighter. And where from? Phoenix. Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So you've been in Phoenix, and how many years did you put in as a firefighter? About 31. 31 years. And what was the best job you did, and what was the worst job you had? Well, the best was an engineer. I was an engineer for quite a while. Uh, Oh, the worst. I don't know. There really wasn't a worst job. It was just a good job. What, did did you kill anybody when you were cooking? <laughs> I didn't cook. They always had some good cooks, so I was kind of, I just washed the dishes. Okay, so as an engineer, are you driving or are you directing? I'm driving. The captain is going to direct. Okay. And where's he sitting? Is he sitting next to you? Yes, definitely. And so did you ever um, pile that big fire truck into anything that you shouldn't have? No, no. I had a few scrapes, so no, no big accidents. Alrighty, and then once you got there, what was your job? Well, it depends on what kind of call it was. Hey, let's let's pretend it's a house fire. Okay. Well, you gotta you gotta make sure you got water, and you gotta get the uh, pump going because they're gonna be pulling lines off to attack the fire, and then you gotta take your water supply, and then make sure you got an adequate water supply and uh, communications because your command's gonna be talking to you, and you know possibly and want to know what's going on, so. There's a lot of a lot of different things going on, kind of. So, so let me get this straight. You're kind of in the middle because you got the command in your left ear, you got everybody else in your right ear, and it's your job to make it all meet in the middle. Is that a good explanation? 
Well, if the water supply stops, then it's really a bad thing. Uh, it's my job just to keep the water supply going and everything and get them to the right address. Of course, the supplier. <laughs> that's, a, that's the main thing. <laughs> I would imagine that years and years ago when you started, GPSs and that kind of stuff weren't available. You had to know. So let me ask you this. The odd numbers are on what side of an east and west street? The odd numbers yeah. are on the uh, south and east. And and I'll tell you what, a million people out of a million people don't know that. Right. And and on the south side of an east and west street are the odd numbers. And then on a north and south side, it's the east side. So the east and the south are the odd numbers. So when you drive down the street and you're looking for 1025, it's going to be on the south side of the street. Right, that's correct. The only mess up is Grand Avenue. It runs at a diagonal, so some places it can be different. But, Harry, there's a lot of people out there thinking to themselves, why don't you just go find the smoke? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always the easiest, but that's not always what happens. You know? <laughs> You're a good sport to let me tease you. You're a good sport to let me tease you. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, that's okay. He, well, and we just want to talk, tell you that Harry's, like you said, he's a caller. He's a fireman. And as the engineer, I would imagine that you probably were the lightning rod of, the fire kind of, or the, uh, the visit or the, the job, right? Well, not necessarily. Usually the, the captain or you might have a fire. It depends on what kind of truck you're on. Okay. You know, if you're on a, a truck, which is a ladder, uh, a little bit different. Uh, the engines are, are a little bit different. And then you have your rescue trucks and, you know, whatever. Each each one's a little bit different. And you have multi-company stations and then stations that just... Uh, when I first came on, just had an engine, and that was it. So how is it that you never had to cook? Because my impression is that the firehouse, everybody takes chance. Were you the dishwasher, and you passed on the cooking? Well, no. Uh, when I first started, it, uh, you know, they, they tell you, okay, it's your turn to cook. And, you know, you kind of try to figure out what's a good menu, what everybody likes. And, uh, you know, uh, and then if you survive that, uh, of course, in the old days, uh, <laughs> You know, the, the old-timers really rode you hard if you didn't, you know, put out a good meal. But uh, a lot of stations had a kind of a permanent cook, so they did the cook, and you help preparation and, uh, and of course, portion the dishes and clean it up. So. Well, it's a good thing I wasn't a fireman, Harry, because if we would, we would have had peanut butter and jelly the whole time. All righty, 17 minutes after the hour, 18 minutes after the hour, and we're going to take a break. If you'd like to join us, 602 508 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. 
Hurrah, Warriors. This is Jim Versolino, USMC vet and your very own mortgage originator specializing in VA loans. 480-351-5904. It's been a while, but it feels good to be back right here serving you, the brave men and women who have so honorably defended our great nation. Veterans, did you know that you may be able to save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a year all by using your VA home loan benefits? The truth is, is that our VA loan program never expires and you can use it more than once. And your VA loan is the only 100% financing, refinance, or purchase with no PMI and loan amounts as high as $1.5 million. The time is now to consider using one of the best benefits that you've earned and deserved. So whether you're in the market to purchase or refinance, I want you to call me. I speak your language and I know what it means to serve. 480-351-5904 or you can always visit my website at VALoansForVets.com. That's VALoansForVets.com. Thank you and may God bless you for your service to our great country. Semper Fi. Jim Versalinos, NMLS number 184169, First Choice Lending Services, Inc. NMLS number 21. 21- 0764 equal housing lender nurse i need you to apply pressure to the head wound until i can get to it i'm concerned she's lost too much blood oh no you in the corner who are you you're not supposed to be here she's my girlfriend doctor you need to wait out in the waiting room please doctor i want to stay with her look she's been badly injured so if you want to do what's best for her you need to let us do our work please doctor she has to be okay i didn't mean to do this i love her wait a second you were the driver? Yes, but I didn't mean to. I swear, we, we went to dinner. I, I was just buzzed. I only had a few drinks. Just buzzed? Why didn't you tell us that? In that case, your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie. I feel great. You want to get out of here? I can't believe this. Really, doctor? She's really okay? What, are you kidding? No, not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stack. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here at Kurtz Auto, and that's on Bell Road and 23rd Avenue. So if you go north on Bell, on actually north on the I-17, you turn right on Bell and you go to 35th Avenue. You turn left, and Kurtz is right there. We're here talking about cars. You're welcome to join us. You're welcome to stop by. We've got Eric here and Jeff and Kurt and Mark Salem, and one of us will talk to you about your car problem. There's no guarantee we're going to be able to fix your car problem, but what we can do is we can have you be our eyes and our ears so you can help us and we can help you understand what it is that you need to to look for and you need to tell us. Because if you can participate in the repair, it's going to save you some diagnostic money. I can virtually assure you of that. Speaking of diagnostic money, one of the best diagnosticians in town is at Larry Harker's Auto. Bob there is a trusted name for auto repair and Larry Harker's has been around since 1967. So Larry Harker's is well-known for fast, affordable service. They do auto electrical work. They do brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, but they're really, really good at tracking down the really tough problems. Sent them a Dodge truck not too long ago with two different problems, and Bob was able to find and fix both of them to the customer's satisfaction. So along with Jeff and Eric, who sit with me right now, and I have to kind of say that, Bob at Larry Harker's is certainly one of the top three guys in town that's a good diagnostician. They're at 38th Avenue and Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto Repair. 
Jeff, we're going to take a call real quick, so just hang tight with us, and let's go to Tim. Tim, good morning. How can I help you? Uh, good morning, Mark. Um, 2006 Toyota Tundra. I'm going to do a uh, power steering flush on it, and uh, they, they have various power steering fluids. One of them happens <clears throat> excuse me, to me by Valvoline, and it's high mileage, and that's, let's say, in excess of 100,000 miles. I have no runs, no drips. No errors. I mean, the power steering is fine. I, it's just time to do it. Would it make sense to do the over the high mileage uh, power steering fluid? And in the long run, uh, it would be more of a preventive also in terms of seals and stuff. Okay. Well, what color is the fluid that you have in there? Uh, I would say that it's a, a clear to a very light beige. So it's clear to a light. It's not red. And it's no, not black. Red. Okay. How are you going to top it off, or are you going to flush it yourself? No, I'm going to have it done professionally. Okay, you're going to have somebody else do it. Correct. Okay. I think you let the shop make that decision because we all have different options. Some guys are going to want to go back with the Toyota power steering fluid. Some guys are going to want to go back with just. It, and keep in mind, the power steering fluid is just simply a hydraulic fluid. Right. So we're going to pump it under pressure, and we're going to return it on the on the uh, on the return line. So it's going into the rack at hundreds of pounds, and it's coming back at twenty or thirty pounds. So, and then then you also have those high mileage. I want to tell you that my personal opinion about the high mileage fix everything, make you feel warm and fuzzy, and make your car love you. That's not one of my favorite things. I think that's a marketing strategy. I think most of those guys are marketing to somebody that's in the 75 and north range, 75,000 and north range. And, and I think that there's probably four or five different options that you have. But I think you need to look at the shop owner and you say to him, what, what did you put in your wife's car? And I think that'll tell you all you need to know. If he's using the universal, then that would be a good one to do. All righty? Yeah, he, well, essentially he told me just to put in the regular fluid and not to go with the... Uh high mileage, and I was just curious, what do they put some kind of additive in that high mileage that's supposed to stop leaks? Well, the, the high mileage power steering fluid, it would be nice if they did tell us what was different. It would be nice if they did tell us um, why their high mileage fluid was better than any of the rest of them that we have on the market, but they don't do that. And then when they start talking, they say this. Well, with high mileage fluid, we're gonna your pump's gonna love us more, and your hoses are gonna deteriorate uh, a little less. And our fluid actually makes your run pump run cooler. And all of that is not true because the air, the power steering in your car is directly the performance of it is directly related to how you're using it. So if you pull into a if you pull into a Safeway parking lot and you turn the steering wheel all the way to to the right, and you sit there and do circles for 20 minutes, that power steering fluid is going to get warm. And their right. fluid's not going to be any better than anybody else's. So, And then they talk about scrubbing bubbles. Well, our high mileage, our power steering fluid or our oil is going to clean your car up. There's no such thing as scrubbing bubbles. We can take an old engine with 100,000 miles, and the only thing we can do to clean that engine out is fill it full of gasoline or solvent. So and run it for a few minutes and then drain it and run it and drain it and run it. And repetitive maintenance on putting a high mileage in there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, if your shop owner says that he doesn't like the high mileage and he just wants to use regular power steering fluid, I'm on his side. All right. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we have somebody else, Gil? That's right. We're going to go from one Tim to another Tim. Oh, okay. Tim number two, how can we help you? 
Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for taking my call. Appreciate it. Uh, I have a, I'm in the middle of a conundrum now. I have a 2015 Volvo XC70. And uh, about uh, two months ago, I uh, was coming to a, uh, uh, cruising to a stop at a light off the freeway, and it uh, started to miss, and my engine light went on. So I took it into a specialty mechanic, uh, Volvo Saab specialty mechanic. He had it for 10 days, couldn't figure it out, told me to take it to a dealer. I took it to the Volvo dealer. Uh, they had it for about a week. He tells me it's a $2,300 fix, uh, and the fix was to uh, change the, uh, to replace the fuel injectors, six of them. And it was kind of incredulous to me to have all six fuel injectors go bad at the same time, but I figured he's the expert, so. Okay, well, did it fix the car? So, uh he calls me, and I come pick up the car, paid him the $2,300. He tells me that the repair is guaranteed for life, and uh, go to any Volvo dealer, yada, yada. So I take it out and drive about 10 miles to my house, and the same thing happens. Okay. So I turn around, take it back. He keeps it for another 10 days, uh, does something else to it, said he cleaned something, and, you know, calls me again come to pick it up, drove it for uh, that evening. The next day, the same thing happens again. Okay. I take it back. and uh, Okay, we need to get to the end of this story, though. Yeah, the end of the story is they change the catalytic converter. They tell me that it's okay. I go pick the car up. And... Okay. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on hold because I'm about 40 seconds away from the end of the break, and I'm going to talk with um, Jeff about this. But um, the story you tell is the ugliest part of our industry. And um, clearly, you know, and everybody else knows, that they're guessing. And they're guessing with your money. And I hope you paid with a credit card, because unless you ask for your old parts back and you paid with a credit card, there's a good chance that you're not going to get made whole again. But when we come back, we're going to have some ideas for you. So just stay right there. 602-508-0960. We're at Kurtz Auto, 23rd Avenue and Bell on the north side of the road. You can stop by if you'd like. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
would you like to flip a contract on a house overnight for a nice profit? Hi, I'm Nick Fertucci. For the last three years, my elite team of house flippers have used my unique three-step flipping system to reduce risk and make money flipping houses. I'm growing my team in your area, and I'm looking for help. I have more cash available than deals right now, and I can show you how to get up to $350,000 of pre-approved real estate funding. That's right, I said it. $350,000 of pre-approved real estate funding, regardless of credit score. Interested candidates, call now and get an inside peek of my flipping system. I'll rush you out a free copy of my Fortunes and Flipping CD kit that will show you how to get in, get out, and get paid when you come join my team. Call 1-800-450-1024 now and get your free Fortunes in Flipping CD. Call 800-450-1024 now and you'll also get free tickets to a live training workshop that includes a free meal, a free smartwatch, power charger, and USB drive loaded with powerful information as free gifts just for attending. Call 800-450-1024. That's 800-450-1024. Call now. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I got it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words. And thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today to hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're here at Kurtz Auto at Bell Road, just east of the I-17, 23rd Avenue, just north. So if you're in that area and you're driving around and you want to stop by, Jeff's here to talk to you, Eric Kiz, Kurt, and Mark Salem, me. Well, we'll sit here and talk to you about your cars, so you're welcome to stop by. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. They've been in Phoenix since 1968. They do transmission repairs and replacements, but they're really, really good at fixing the old and the new. They've gone to the next level because they actually have a dynamometer now that they can put your new rebuilt transmission on it and thoroughly test its operation before they install it in their car. That saves a lot of time. If we have a leak or if we have a problem, we can fix it before we put it in your car. They're located at 40th Street in Washington. They're now open Saturdays from 8 to 12 for your convenience. Those of you that go up and down Washington on the north side of 40th in Washington, you'll see a place that's been there again since 1968. Okay, to recap real quick, Jeff, 
we've got a gentleman on the phone, Tim, that took in this 15 Volvo, and it dies and stalls intermittently. So the very first thing they did is evidently five of the six fuel injectors. Now, I want you to describe what the typical symptoms are for a bad fuel injector. Just one, a bad fuel injector. Yeah, so Mark, usually if we have a bad fuel injector, we're going to have a misfire roughness across all ranges. Usually it's consistent and it goes, if you're losing fuel, you're going to have it consistently across the board. And what you mean by that is from idle all the way to 50, 60, 70, and if it'll do 80, 80 miles an hour, it's good, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? Generally speaking, that is correct. So a bad fuel injector just doesn't cause it to die? No, not unless it flat shorts out and draws down the power to like a control module. That's But that's kind of a far-reaching... We don't see that on a regular basis. And if it was that bad, it would still be throughout the entire range of speed and RPM. Correct. If it shorts out, it doesn't matter where you're at, it's going to shut it down. So then he goes in and they put a catalytic converter in. What is the possibility that a catalytic converter is going to allow a car to die and restart and drive fine for some short period of time. Yeah, I've never seen a catalytic converter cause a stalling concern. I've seen it make it so it won't get out, get out of idle, run terrible, but I've never seen a catalytic converter cause a stall. And see, the catalytic converter, for the use, folks that are listening, is the device that's hooked to your exhaust system, and what, it, what we do is we get it glowing bright red, so any of the fuel that comes out of the engine is consumed by the catalytic converter, and hopefully what comes out of the tailpipe uh, is clean air. So the catalytic converter, when it melts down inside, it plugs the exhaust. So you run out of power. You're on your way to Flagstaff, and you run out of power, and all you can do is just 21 miles an hour with your foot to the floor. Those are the kinds of symptoms associated with a catalytic converter. And then after they did the catalytic converter and five or six of the injectors, then they did spark plugs. And spark plugs for a dying and stalling problem are just like fuel injectors. It's a wide range, right? Correct. I Again, if you're assuming to have all six or spark plugs fail at the same time, again, the chance of that, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning 17 times in a row. It, it, it just doesn't happen. You, 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 you can maybe have one fail, which would cause a misfire, but not likely at all to stall an engine. And there would be so many others. Let's pretend that he has 150,000 miles and he's never replaced his spark plugs. He would intermittently die and stall. He'd have poor fuel economy. And he certainly would have a really rough acceleration. And that's because of all the spark plugs are worn, right? Correct. Correct. I mean, it'll affect, it'll affect a bunch of performance concerns, but, but generally not stalling. And it's likely to turn on the check engine light if we have a continuous misfire in a spark plug or something like that. Yes, that is correct. And the, spark, and the injector is the same way. When you have an injector and we're running lean on one cylinder and the contribution of that one cylinder is no longer there when it looks for it, oftentimes we'll get a different code with a misfire for a number cylinder two or three or four. Yeah, absolutely. But usually there's a check engine light and a code or a direction that correlates with your misfire with, with whatever is bad, whether it be an injector or spark plug. And it would be a surprise to me if we're stalling and not have some sort of code or direction to go to. But it's possible. It's possible. So here's the deal, Tim. Um, I teach women and men to when they go to their auto repair shop, they're supposed to say to the shop, I'm not paying for guessing. And you look them in the eye and you say, whatever you say, I'm going to pay for, but it better fix my problem. Because if it doesn't fix my problem, I don't want to pay for it. 
if you're going to guess with my money, you need to tell me you're guessing with my money. And there are certain times that we will guess with your money, but we tell you that in advance. I don't know why your fan motor's not working, but I want to replace the fan motor. I don't know if that's going to fix it, but it's a $120 guess, but that's all I can find. So if you want me to guess, I'll do that. It's $120, but I'm not giving you your money back because I'm telling you right for now it's a guess. Tim, clearly they're guessing with your money. They guessed on the fuel injectors. It made no difference. If you can truly say it made no difference after the injectors were replaced, the catalytic converter was replaced, and the spark plugs were replaced, then in reality, what you have to do is, is you have to go back to them and you say to them, I want all my money back. And if you paid with a credit card and they say no, you can stop payment on all those credit cards. Or you could take it to another dealer and you say to the other dealer, some shop over on the other side of town did all this work. That'll raise their hackles a little bit, and you don't tell them it's another dealership, and see if they can fix it. But you, you treat them the same way. You look them in the eye, and you say to them, I'm not paying for guessing. If you're going to call me and tell me exactly what you found wrong that causes my car to die and stall, and I want to see you write that on the repair order, it's dying and stalling, but it restarts immediately, and I can continue on for some period of time. It seems to die and stall when I'm coming to a stop. The engine will fall on its face and die, but as soon as I put it into neutral and start it back up, I can accelerate, and I can go 70 or 100 miles an hour. That's the kind of conversation you need to have because none of what you've had done, the spark plugs, the fuel injectors, the catalytic converter, match the scenario I just said. So it's 40 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back right after this. Hello, I'm Tom Brown with Mike Aaliyah from Benefit Air. Mike, many listeners have heard me tell the story how Benefit Air came to my aid when I was chief engineer here at the station, you know, all day, every day. But what people do not know is the story about how Benefit Air kept me from moving. It's true, I live in a top four condo built in the 60s, almost no ventilation, cinder block walls, and in the heat of the summer, Sometimes we couldn't get the temp below 85 degrees. Mary had had it. Time to move, she said. Well, I called you at Benefit Air. You sent Ken over to take a look. He discovered that we were wasting our cooling capacity by cooling the attic. Ken redesigned the system, moving the air handler from the ceiling to the closet. And wow, what a difference. (laughs) Hey, I'm so glad we could help you and Mary, Tom. To find out how Benefit Air can help you with your cooling and heating needs, call us at 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229 or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of choosing Benefit Air. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. 
Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for their mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We're here at Kurtz Automotive, <clears throat> Kurtz Auto, and we're on Bell Road just east of the I-17. You get to 23rd Avenue, you take a left, and Kurt and I and Eric and Jeff are all here at your service. We even have a diesel expert, David from Southwest Diesel. He stopped by. He's probably on his third meal by now. I'm looking outside to see if he's around. Anyway, um, we've got Bill on the line, but before I talk about Bill, I want to tell you about Air Park Auto Service. Nadine and Stacy owned Air Park Auto Service in North Scottsdale in 1985. They're located on Raintree, just east of Hayden, and Raintree is just south of Bell or Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard. They're still family-owned and operated, although Stacy's passed, but Nadine still runs the shop. That should be kind of an advantageous thing for the ladies who want to patronize a female-oriented shop that's been around more than a year or two. So again, they've been around a very long time, since 1985. Air Park Auto is a state-of-the-art clean and green facility. They have the very latest diagnostic tools, and they know what services the different makes and models of vehicles and small trucks that you have need. So if you live in the North Scottsdale area, I know you'll be happy with the service you receive at Air Park Auto. All righty, we're going to go to Bill, and Bill, what I'm going to do is hand the phone to Eric, or Jeff, I get you guys mixed up, and I apologize, you don't even look alike. I know that he has horns and you don't, so he's a little ornery. But anyway, Bill, here's Jeff, and Jeff, here's Bill. Bill, how can we help? Hi, Jeff, I've got a suspension question for you. Mm -hmm. 2000 Chevy Silverado half-ton tool drive, uh, 203,000 miles on it. I plan on keeping the truck for for another 17 years, Mm -hmm. but my front end is completely shot. Okay. I'll be having everything rebuilt up front, and I'd like to level the truck. Got it. Uh, Apparently, my options are a uh, spindle kit that will raise it, adding a spacer, or putting in a, a taller aftermarket or factory four-wheel drive leaf springs, or excuse me, coil springs. Yeah. What is your advice? Okay. How do you use the truck? Uh, the truck is a daily driver. I live on about four miles of bad dirt road. That's what's caused by front-end issues. Got it. Um, and you, do you pull loads or anything like that? or Nothing heavy, no. Nothing heavy. So if you're talking, yeah, 
obviously some of you start adding spacers, it, it will typically harsh make the ride harsher. Um, if you go with a, a like your coil spring kit, I'm assuming you said it was tool drive. I'm sure there's a, tool, a coil spring on the front. Correct. Um, if you get like a progressive rate coil spring, they give you a little more height. Usually, that's the best ride quality. Uh, but again, explore your options. There's definitely different brand names, uh, and, and do a lot of research. You're talking aftermarket, you know, suspension modifications. You, you any input on this one, Mark? Hey, Bill. Um, I understand what the situation is, but I think from from risk and cost, you're far better to just fix your front end. So if you need upper and lower control arm bushings, or if you need some ball joints, or whatever, pitman arms and tie rod ends and stuff like that, just go ahead and do that. If the suspension is sagging, then a set of springs I would agree to. I would agree to that. But here's the risk: there's everybody has a different opinion on two things: leveling and rebuilding. There's lots of folks that want to level your truck, but they tell you after it's done that, oh, yeah, the nose is two inches, but it'll settle, and oftentimes it never settles. And a lot of times the way they lift the truck is put big rubber uh, spring rubbers underneath the springs that you have right now, and there is a certain amount of time that those will collapse. Probably not in your 203,000-mile range, but they will collapse. A lot, of, and if you have a motor that leaks oil, and those spring saddles that are made out of rubber end up covered with oil, that creates a problem as well. So I would think what would be best for you is, is just fix whatever's bad. So if you have, do you, have you been told specifically what's failed on your front end? Yeah, the uh, upper and lower a arms, uh, ball joist, tie rods. If I'm going to have the complete front end rebuilt, and while it's apart, I'm looking at leveling the truck. Okay. So, so why why wouldn't it just be after you've been around the world eight times? Why wouldn't we just put a new set of springs on the front and bring the nose up? Well, that that was my question. What would be the best route to go? Yeah, is it, that, uh, that would be the best, the least riskiest, and the most advantageous for this reason. There's going to be a savings in labor if we're taking the upper and lower control arms off that thing to load the, the spring back on it because basically you're just going to pay for the springs. There's no additional labor. So that's kind of a good thing. And obviously if you're going to buy springs, you can buy a variety of springs. But I'd be looking at something that was considerably uh, – that, that looked and felt uh, like the OEM springs that came out. Now, General Motors isn't the only guy in the world because they don't even build those springs. They buy them from somebody else. So you call five or six different parts stores or have your shop give you five or six different options, and then you look the owner or the head guy in the, in the face and say, what would you put on in your truck? One of the other things, it just depends on how droopy the front end is. For a couple of inches, that wouldn't be a really big deal. But if you want to raise it up four inches or five inches, that's going to be a big deal. And when you do that, you're going to throw the geometry of the front end completely out. Somebody's going to have to go in there and realign it, and you can't use the specifications that came with the truck. So they're going to have to be a gray-haired son of a gun, and they're going to have to know alignments in order to bring you back to where you need to be. So I understand yeah, what I'm you're just trying at, to Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, excuse, I'm just looking at probably an inch and a half, two inches at the most, okay. just to make the truck look level. Okay. It's just cosmetics um, is all it is. Okay. Well, let me let – me, have you got a pencil and paper handy? Yes, sir, I do. Okay, 480-598-1234, ask for Alan. And here's the question. I've got a Silverado two-wheel drive with 203,000 miles. 
I need the front end rebuilt. Tell me what kind of springs you would put in that to bring the nose up one or two inches. He does that every day. So he might be able to give you a brand like Moog or something like that with some progressive springs like Jeff was talking about, where we're kind of soft on the top end of the spring, but when we start compressing it a lot, it firms up the ride a lot. And that's most people like that progressive spring. So you call Alan and ask him what he'd put in there, and I think he'll give you a good idea on the springs. The rest of the stuff, the ball, the ball joints and the tie rod ends, I don't know. What front end parts do you sell? Do you have a brand that you like? No, we prefer Moog, Raybestos, Premium Chassis. Okay. So he's with me, Raybestos, Premium Chassis, and Moog. I, I usually sell Moog, but Raybestos is also a good name brand for chassis so, and ball joints and upper control arms, lower control arms, and all the stuff you're talking about. So we just find it, we find Moog to be a real premium product, and it's not at a premium price. So that's, that's the answer. Bill, thanks for calling. If you have anything else, here's my email address. And it's mark at marksalem.com, and that goes for anybody. If you have a car question, you're always welcome to email me your car question at mark at marksalem.com. And, Bill, if you want to pick between a couple of parts that you find that you like, then I'll pass it on to Jeff, and we'll, we'll discuss it right in front of you, and then you'll have a, a better answer. And we'll probably put Alan in there as well. He's a little younger than we are, but, uh, but we, we think that uh, we can digest everything. So anyway, thank you very much for calling, Bill. And uh, Gentlemen, thank you. You're welcome. Gil? Lines are open. Lines are open. So, Jeff, <clears throat> here's your chance to talk about Eric. Now, Eric is the lead tech at Kurtz Automotive. Eric, his chest is puffed a tad. He, he, he says that the – I think he said – now, I'm not real sure, but I think he said the shop revolves around him, that he's the son of the shop and everybody else is a planet. So I'd like to know what you what you think about me just throwing him under the bus. You know, Mark, how can I say anything bad about God's gift to technicians? <laughs> no, no, Eric, all, all serious, Eric's a good guy, and I'm just going to, it doesn't matter what he says bad about me, he's our most decorated soldier. He's, he's certified. He just has every light duty certification there is to have through AAC. He's good at what he does. What can I say? Well, you also have ASC certification. I do. I'm an ASC master certified technician and a certified service consultant. Regardless what Eric says about me, I, I still know who I am. I'm good. <laughs> well, I think you have two different jobs. You're, you, you have to do two jobs. You have two hats. Number one, you've got to talk to the customer to get the most information out of the customer to help the technicians diagnose their car, right? And because you're an ASC master, you know when they come in with a vibration to ask them, does it shake the steering wheel or the seat of your pants? So you have a big advantage for most service riders who clearly are paper pushers and they don't have the skills necessary. So you do that. Now, you also have skills. So when the guy comes to you and says, this car has a dying installing problem and I want to put a catalytic converter on it, you can handle that, right? Yes, I can. So that, that, I think that's job number one. I think the job room two is that changing all the guys in the shop's diapers, the running an adult daycare center. I, I, that includes Eric, too, by the way. So Eric wears diapers. Is that what I hear you say? Yeah, and it's usually it's, well, they're usually full. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when the delay hits the crowd outside, they're going to go crazy. 
Anyway, no, and, and I admire you. I wish that everybody in the service, the service industry had the skills you have because we wouldn't have the disconnect. You know, on that Volvo we were just talking about, the guy takes the car and he's got an intermittent dynamic problem and they put a catalytic converter, there's fuel injectors and spark plugs in it. There's a disconnect between what they're writing down and the tech is, or the technician is just not paying attention. So there's a problem there, and, and that wouldn't necessarily – I would bet that doesn't happen with you because when the technician comes back to you and says it needs a cat, you, you kind of know better. Yeah, if you got a guy stolen and somebody says it needs a cat on a stolen concern, I'm going right back out of the shop saying, guys, apparently we misunderstood here. Uh, it doesn't need a cat because the car stalled. Let's rethink this and go back to the drawing board. Let's get some real solutions for the customer. And it's a good idea. We do the same thing. We get two or three guys together and say, okay, you three senior guys, go help this junior guy. Go look at what he said. He's going off on this catalytic converter. Now, every once in a while, maybe once in a year or so, they'll come back and say, he was right. He was right for the wrong reason, but he was right. <laughs> and what I hear is that's a guess. That, that's correct. And at that point in time, we buy him lunch, I guess. Yeah. No, you're right. Right. We still have to tell him he hit it right, but we just can't tell him that uh, – that, uh, is that family? Yep, I got Logan outside. Okay. That's my boy. Okay. And is he interested in cars? He loves it. He's building Lego boats and trucks this morning when I left to come here. All right. Is he in the Boy Scouts? Are you and him going to partner up on the on the Boy Scouts with those uh, derby cars? I don't know about the derby cars, but we definitely go outdoors a bunch. Okay. He's an outdoorsman at nine years old. So. All right. Good for you. Good for you. That's that's a lot better than. Can you imagine how bad it would be to be Eric's kid? Oh man, you'd be stuck. You know what? Playing with PAs and stuff like that. Reading reading Lego magazines at twenty seven. I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, we have to get even with him because the first twenty or thirty minutes he sat in here and he beat up everybody else. So we're getting just we're just getting even with him. That's all there is to it. Yeah. All righty. During it. If you live up north, anywhere near I-17 and Bell, Kurtz Automotive is a good place. I wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't tell you that if I didn't truly believe that. Kurtz is an honest facility. Kurtz owns and operates Kurtz Auto. Jeff is his service rider, and you won't find a service rider with a master technician level. So he knows if the technicians are telling him the truth or not. Then you've got Eric out in the shop, and Eric is a master tech with a variety of other um, certifications. And frankly, probably five or six he has, I don't have, but maybe two of them. So he's well-skilled and he's been certified. That means he's taken tests and they have identified that he has the necessary skills to work on cars. So there's about four or five different kinds of technicians and you've got what we call the oil change guys. Those are the light duty guys. Those are the guys that do tire repairs, tire rotations. They're going to strip a lug nut every once in a while. The shop can take care of it, but hopefully they're going to grow to the next level. And then we have what we call the R&R guys, take it off and put it on. That's the water pump guys. That's the alternator guys and the starter guys. And typically they're supervised by a, a more senior technician. And then you get into just a kind of a heavy line technician. And the heavy line guys that does differentials and transmissions and does, we talked about just a few minutes ago with one of the guys, I think it was Bill, who wanted to rebuild his front end. That's kind of the heavy line guy. And then you've got the master tech. And the master tech is somebody who's well-skilled in all of those different um, arenas and, and can help and help the other guys as well as lead the other guys. And that's kind of wow, it's important. So if you live up here, Kurtz Auto at I-17 and Bell's a good place. My name is Mark Salem. 
My email address is mark at marksalem.com. If you have any questions, you can always email me. And if you leave a phone number, I'll call you back. I hate to type, so it's easier for me to just call you. I'll see you next Saturday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.